0: hello august how are you it's past podcast we'll be recording every day for the month of august having to remember not to say april is an adjustment since i just did this a couple of months ago but this is the past or the past podcast and we're podcasting each day in august so check out the show you might find something new Alright, y'all. The Paz back at it again. Episode 109. I'm your host, uh, BT. We're back at it again with another episode. I'm not going to really waste a lot of time. I'm going to jump into it. And this is going to be part of a three part series that I thought of doing. It's somewhat related to, well, two of the three stories will be related to and one of them is a bit of a personal um a bit of a, a personal discussion because I wanted to uh, talk about this as you know as the story was shared with me because I feel as though it's not it's not talked about enough and it has a it has a huge Impact sometimes, and I have them written in my book in different orders. But uh, I'm gonna kind of address them how I feel fit, and just kind of go from there. So uh, today's topic is well, let me rewind so I can tell you what's tying into what triggered these or where where I'm at because I mentioned this in the previous episode. Uh, so. Many times we do or don't know this or don't realize it, but people go through things. We go through life, challenges hit, obstacles occur, and we try to make ourselves believe or see that everything is okay. But in reality, it's not, and we don't get the help we need. We don't go. We try to go through it on our own, thinking that it's going to be all right. When in reality, it's we're going through our mental toll, and we feel as though. There's never going to be a right or wrong time to get help because we want to just try to work through it. I'm speaking from personal experience. I'm going through my own bit of things here and there and I've talked to it with a couple of my friends and also realized that everything's not as bad as it may seem. So I've thought about that as well. So I'm sharing all of that and I'm just kind of addressing this with you all to make it clear that if you're having something that you're dealing with, if it's a mental illness, I won't say mental. it's not a mental disorder, but a mental illness. It's it's not the the expectation of, all right, tell somebody and talk about it and deal with it. It's if you truly and honestly need help, it's not the worst thing to ask for or be given help. Um, I know from a lot of things that I've had happen, like, I've, you know, talked to people, a lot of people have heard me mention or know it's coming where my anniversary comes with some something that I've personally had to deal with. And, you know, when you look at it, some people may look at it like, well, it wasn't a big deal, you just, it was something small. I mean, you shouldn't be all that worried about it. I almost said what it was, but I was, didn't want to publicly put that out there. But on my, from my end, it's not that simple because it always is going to be something that pops in my head or something that comes up like certain days can come and go and you just have to kind of know like not to be in that place of taking yourself through you know through that challenge or through that through that motion of dealing with it um so i you know like i said it's having that mental balance of an imbalance i guess is is important more important than we realize sometimes But as an add-on and as a as an even stronger presentation um like i said i have three pieces of it that have i've you know have heard or seen stories related to it uh, and also just stories that i have kind of kept track of in reference to this Uh, so the three portions are the three topics that will be broken down are depression, anxiety disorder, and schizophrenia. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about schizophrenia. And schizophrenia is going to be huge strictly because the story tied to it was a story that I truly knew about but didn't know the extent of it until um, it was kind of brought to light. So there was... Uh, a young lady named Sky LaRue who played basketball at uh, University of Virginia she had a very strong career at UVA and she in the midst of her playing there she made some decisions and decided you know I don't feel as though this is what I want to be doing I have other plans want to go and play overseas now of course in the NBA in WNBA playing overseas can either be a great thing or it could be a challenge towards your career um she let me make sure I have the story correctly um she was you know let's see LaRue was LaRue so I, I'll kind of give the backstory um LaRue was once one of the t- most promising basketball players in the country. She was ACC Rookie of the Year at UVA, later selected to ACC, to all A- ACC first team, uh, had the school record for rebounds. Uh, Pat Summit, you know, acknowledged her as being one of the most impressive freshmen in the country. Uh, in 2003, she was drafted 27th overall in the uh, WNBA draft. Um you know she really was into basketball and you know she would play basketball and that was kind of her thing and she decided you know like i mentioned she decided at one point she was going to go play ball in Italy well going to Italy you know between going between like between college basketball and the WNBA she made the decision to, to play overseas and when she came to when she was drafted the problem was she got drafted but never played for the team and it definitely you know came down to her making decisions and you know kind of doing what she wanted to do being herself um and so the, the article mentions um one of her teammates you know realized that she joined the team uh, they played a two-on-two game and uh you know, it was kinda evident that LaRue was a good player. Uh, let me make sure I'm not missing all right. She was named candidate she was named as a candidate for the Naismith Trophy women's college player of the year. Um, when she notched the most double doubles in the country. Uh she hit a three point shot right before the buzzer to force a game overtime in the game that they that UVA lost. Um Initially, the assumption was that she would be back to, um, playing back at UVA the following season. She had two more years before she was eligible for WNBA draft. Um, when that loss happened, uh, it was kind of an obvious option that she wasn't coming back to school. Instead of going to Virginia, she went overseas to play in Italy. Uh, and what's tough about it for her is LaRue now is um, homeless but LaRue is not just in a homeless state she suffers from schizophrenia and she doesn't want anyone to help her because in her mind she feels as though she's okay. And it literally is a mental illness that's taking over that's taking her over. Um and I guess I should give a more foregoing story behind this. E sixty who ESPN, if you have if any of you say what you want about ESPN, like it, love it, hate it, leave it, whatever. ESPN does some Serious stories about players, about coaches, about personal li- lives, things of that nature, and this story was no exception. Um, one of the anchor persons on ESPN, um, she she was trying her hardest to talk to Schalauru, and it was the it was the hardest thing even watching the story when they played it that she didn't want any help um let's see I'm sorry because normally this is usually a I'm already prepared and ready to talk about it but it's a a just a different story um Shelly Smith and I, I was like I should know who did the story um, Shelly Smith was able to. So basically, this this will kind of give like a very condensed story of what happened. Um, ESPN E60 introduced the story of UVA standout um, Sky LaRue. Shelly Smith tracks down LaRue 15 years after becoming ACC Player of the Year. She led the Cavs in scoring, um, UVA Cavs in, in scoring and rebounding in her freshman and sophomore year. For most, her basketball career ended there. It was uncovered through chance encounters by the likes of Kara Lawson and Shamika Holclaw that LaRue was homeless and living on the streets of Washington, DC. There was, you know, attempts of trying to figure out, uncover what had happened to LaRue. Uh, She was discovered, what she discovered was a story of a young woman battling mental illness and homelessness in America. So it's a du- like I said, it's a double hit because number one, you're already dealing with a mental illness and a mental battle, but you're also homeless. And from her perspective, she doesn't wanna she doesn't wanna do she didn't wanna do the um she didn't wanna have anybody help her through what she was going through because her assumption was she thought everybody wanted to take her out and do nice things and try to, you know, swoon and wind and down her when in reality they were trying to give her help, but she didn't want any help because her comfort zone basically was in being out, you know, either sleeping on benches or, you know, sitting out on benches, things of that sort and just kind of hanging out. Um, And I mean, the interesting thing is it's not it's not an easy task to deal with or an easy thing to deal with. But when you're dealing with it by yourself, that makes it harder and i'm gonna say something that I really feel like should be addressed because um I talked about this in the podcast on on uh i believe it was episode one oh six I will be come i will come clean and saying something that not everybody can admit, but luckily I've you know grown true to who I am and accepted life for what it's worth and that is in reference to the Charlottesville Charlottesville story there's no one specific person or there aren't enough roundtables to even try to be presented that can talk about what happened um on um last Saturday um but it's, you know, it occurred and you just kind of have to, I don't want to say learn from it, but you just have to make it your goal to be forthcoming in what, in what is really going on. Um, I truly, you know, I, I feel as, I feel as though this, like I said, the other two, like, let let me state one thing also. No one mental illness outweighs another, first and foremost. Number two, and most importantly, I I truly feel as though it has to be looked at. Of how. Because being here, being where I live, like living where I live, seeing people be homeless is. I'm not going to say I run in the middle, it's, it's a, a normality. It's literally you see folks so frequently that you're just like, they really and truly need help and you know that they need help because they don't you know, they they are used to that to that lifestyle or that routine of, hey, if I can just stay here and, you know, collect a little bit of money here and there, I'm good. I'll get through. Um so I'll give I, I I'll give a closing and I'll close it like this if you have have not seen the story with Skylaru, Um what ended the story with Shelly Smith was when they were doing the interview, uh Shelly was talking with her and trying to get some information and finding out, you know, just talking to her to kinda of get her head, you know, in the right place. And let's see, Smith had last so to explain it, uh Smith last had contact with Larue in January. She was jailed early this month for, for Smith. This is, the story is a reminder that athletes are not exempt from the challenges of society. I always thought you're an athlete; it gives you something to do, it gives you discipline, it gives you all the things, all of those things that are supposed to help you through. However, dealing with mental illness, with within her family, along with you know her family, and through the story. Of whole squad changed her to think di- challenge her to think differently. Endorphins do not wipe out mental illness. I think that's what I learned the most from Shemequa. Uh It seems like a tragic story for one for one thought to be on track to for what one thought to be on track to be the f- best female basketball player ever. Smith's segment illuminates how drastically one can be affected by mental illness despite talent or charisma. As for LaRue, she has accepted her life, the streets being a comfort and freedom sh- that local shelters cannot offer. LaRue seems content, at least in her own mind, for someone sleeping in the streets. She wasn't embarrassed. She wasn't ashamed. I mean, she wasn't ashamed. This was her life. And she said, This is really telling. Quote: This is a really telling quote, too, she said. At least I'm not going backward. And I thought, geez, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, and I'm sorry, LaRue will be 36 later on this. Um, she's actually, her birthday is nearly a week after mine. um, the, the point of the part of it that I, I think is huge for me is when she saw, uh, Smith was trying to talk to her and, and this is where kind of, like, so I'm also going to give, I'll give one other part. What led to the homelessness and led to, you know, once she was diagnosed with schizophrenia, it kind of was a, a, a running... It just kind of ran its course. Uh, LaRue returned from Italy and was diagnosed with schizophrenia. That same year, her brother was tragically killed despite the struggles. Um, Sparks, you know, did draft her in 2003. Uh, 22 At the time, 22-year-old rookie was released by the program before the regular season even started. Um... She then returned to DC and that's where Shelly Smith found her. Um, She was isolated from family, friends, and most everyone else. However, Smith described LaRue as as charming despite moments of instability in their relationship. I don't know what she's like now, however, the charm didn't last as LaRue's family and close friends were all too familiar with her by now. She was so awful to me the last time I saw her after being so friendly and charming. Almost. Actually, she was charming. She was. We liked her a lot. I learned how quickly it can change from somebody being friendly to their mental illness kicking in. Because Shelly Smith, the last, Shelly Smith would, you know, sit and talk. So, and I'm I'm sorry. I know I'm giving this story kind of in different directions, but I'm going to get to the hit of what why it's huge and where schizophrenia came into play. One point, um, Smith had a con- Shelley Smith had a conversation with LaRue. They were, you know, Sky LaRue. They was, you know, walking through, the, through um, D.C. Everything was good. You know, she was all all right. There wasn't too much of an impact on her at that time. She went to see her. And I guess there was a drug deal that was involved that had gone wrong. And when Shelley Smith was talking to her, she just was like, hey, you know, hey, Sky, what's going on? And literally the first thing Sky said was I don't owe y'all any money like what are you here for and it was just a completely different person from who Shelly Smith had been having the conversations with so when she finally talked to her she was able to kind of once um, once Shelly Smith realized that She wasn't really going to get through. She said, Okay, well, I'm just going to have to. She was like, I I have to leave. And so she left. And that was the last time Shelly Smith saw her. And um, it's just tough being in that state, in that position, because her health, by her health being at risk, and then you're making decisions on the fly, not being sure what, where, or how you're going to get your next meal, things of that sort. And the tough part about it is she didn't want to do shelters like most people when you're homeless. And I've seen this being at least it's the case here. When you're homeless, you have more options and flexibility as to where you want to go. If you're homeless, but you stay in a shelter, the shelter, you have to follow the shelter's rules. It's it's literally equivalent to living on your own. Versus you live with someone and you have to abide by their their person's rules, like it, it's literally the exact same thing. So, i um, sorry I'm sitting here watching Gears of War. I've been kind of I've been kind of slipping on my esports game, but I'm I'm gonna get into that as well because I do feel like that's a topic to address for the month. um But I hope everyone has been enjoying the episode so far. Um, I truly just, you know, wanted to share this to make people aware that, hey, if you do know anyone that needs help or if you need help, don't don't try to fool yourself into thinking that you're okay and you're not because there may be someone going through a similar circumstance or a similar situation. So that's what I'm leaving with you all today. Um, And like I said, communication ties into that heavily. That's why I did the other podcast kind of making that, bringing that story to light. So until next time, and sorry for being long with it. I know it was a story that kind of told itself, but then kind of went all over the place and eventually returned back to its main point. But until next time, um, past, the past signing out. Take care. Another episode complete. Another show shared. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you checking out any current shows or previous episodes. If you'd like to follow me on social media, you can look me up on the Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter under past podcast if you'd like to go to the website um it is available at PastPodcast.com where you can listen to this episode as well as previous episodes until next time y'all take it easy